Welcome uh, to a long overdue uh, episode of this somewhat still weirdly unnamed podcast since I'm thoroughly uncreative. And this time we're here to preview the first show of the new year. And that is UFC Dillashaw vs. Cejudo, officially Fight Night 143, and the UFC's debut on ESPN. Um, so, pretty good card, and it looks decently deep throughout the whole thing, so it's not going to be hard to talk about these fights. Uh, so, you want to start at the, uh, at the bottom? Yeah, bottom makes sense. Start the shit first. <laughs> Um, Randy Brown versus Chance Rencounter, I believe is how it's pronounced. And, uh, Randy Brown is off one of, I honestly had another fight since, is off one of the most unlucky, um, performances since, I don't even know. Well, I mean, Zombie Ayer might have been worse, but I'm not sure. I think the Zombie Ayer, at least, like, if somebody had told me before the fight that the Ayer just pulled off some magical spinning bullshit and knocked him out. I was like, all right, fair enough. That that doesn't surprise me. If you tell me you're getting knocked out by side control bottom hammer fists, what the actual fuck? I That's mean, just... <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, the timing was just the most annoying part about that. I had fight didn't go the distance on that one in a parlay yep. that got me uh, not that much, but, you know, it was it was good from year. It was just wasn't particularly earned is i guess the way i put it but back to brown versus rencounter brown is a fairly hefty favorite at minus 270 uh rencounter at plus 230 and uh, the line has most it's fluctuated but it's settled so far uh we're doing this over a week out but it's settled uh minus 285 to minus 274 for randy brown so it's um yeah, Brown could just randomly get his head get get knocked out from bottom side control again, but really, chance just doesn't seem like UFC quality. Just real UFC quality, honestly. I mean, <laughs> it, it, could end good. Up, it could end up being something like Bermudez's split decision curse, where uh, Brown just gets knocked out in more absurd ways every time. But how how much more absurd can you go? Uh, knocked out by the next to a fist. Yeah, maybe. Or just like trips over and knocks himself over out against the cage, maybe. Oh, uh, yeah. Or gets caught in the gap. Like, what happened to Ellenberger against... Mos- oh, yeah. True. That was, that was the worst. But- I feel like you see um, Mayweather versus um, Hatton, where he, like, knocks himself oh, out on the, um, on the um, I- corner post. Yeah, he gets check-hooked into the ring post and yeah. he dies. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't really see a these odds there might be value in like inside the distance just because ren counter got dominated if i don't remember too much about that fight but ren counter got dominated by um muhammad and muhammad generally hunt for finishes he doesn't like i remember that fight was being muhammad's off cruising away um muhammad doesn't really believe in finishing like brown should have advantages everywhere yeah, he's a better athlete better striker better grappler I don't think Brown will ever be ranked or anything. But yeah. Rencontre really should be somebody he beats. Cause I don't think Rencontre is a particularly um, vicious finisher or anything either. So Yeah, I mean, it's thing. Brown is fed off the Mickey Gall win, but Mickey Gall isn't a particularly good win. He just fed off the CM Punk win, which is not also a good win at all. But 
it's fed off the you know meme potential, which means that you get a lot of attention from it. So Randy Brown, he's the first fight on this one, so he's not necessarily too prominent, but I think people have an inflated opinion of him just because he took out um, Gull. Um, yeah, well, I bet I was heavy on Brown to beat goals, and he was like an underdog. Was he underdog? It was, it was like, like minus 120, minus 110 or something. I think Brown, yeah, Brown's he's just mid level yes. UFC talent, and Chance isn't really UFC talent, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, moving on to everyone's favorite boy, Jeff Neal, Hands of Steel with a Z, which is the worst nickname I've seen in a long time for a very good fighter, fighting Bilal Muhammad who uh, remember the name, which is, I guess, unique. But um, I'm favoring Neil here fairly heavily. Uh, the odds are minus 170 for Neil and plus 150 for Bilal Muhammad. And I think this might look something like the, um, the Luke fight, where Bilal wow. Muhammad is really able to cruise and he's not able to get much going because Neil's better in the pocket. And I don't really expect Muhammad to pressure particularly well when it comes to um, countering Neil's uh, crow cop strategy, which is left straight into the head kick, then head kick set up left straight and vice versa over and over and over. So, I mean, I favor Neil, and I think Neil has real upside moving forward. I feel like Muhammad looks better than Camacho because Muhammad. He's not. I like Muhammad because he's he's just a smart fighter. He just seems to game plan well. He seems to always have an idea of what he's doing. He just lacks a real anything he's great at, apart from winning. Apart from just winning fights, I guess. He's just one of these guys who's who's like a B, who's a B minus everywhere, and is very good at bringing his whatever he's got as an advantage and using it. But I just don't see, unless Neil is just horrific off his back. Yeah, Muhammad's a severe athleticism disadvantage, and I, I don't, th- I don't think it looks as one size as Camacho fight because Camacho had no idea how to close, how to close space. I mean, that's probable. I think this isn't a fight that can necessarily be game planned around for Muhammad, just because. I mean, the way to generally beat the um, the Neil Krokop archetype is to pressure, and that's what Fedor did to Krokop. But I don't think Muhammad is he controlled the center largely against Chance in his last fight, but then again, Chance didn't seem particularly keen to retake the center, where Neil looked um, pretty laterally active against Camacho. I mean, again, it's Camacho, but given the information we have, many advantages for um, Muhammad. Um, yeah, I agree. Because I mean, yeah, I, I think Neil wins this pretty handily. I just the guy like Muhammad, I just feel like he's smart enough. He might figure something out. I'm not sure what he's going to figure out, but yeah, I'll probably betting wise probably put a little bit on Neil KO. But I'm not in a huge rush to dump a huge amount on Neil against the guy who's got with the actual grittiness and um, thoughtfulness of Muhammad. Uh, yeah, fair. Um, yeah, I, to... I just feel like Muhammad will just figure out. Something. He, he, he just seems like a very intelligent fighter in ways that honestly better guys aren't. Yeah. If you gave Muhammad a bit more athleticism or a, just 
an area he was actually like great at, I think he would be, you know, he would be a legitimate um, title um, contender because he thinks what he's, he thinks about what he's doing to such a degree. Yeah, that's fair. Um, next fight is Dennis Bermudez versus T. Edwards, and both of these fighters are basically known for um, not for Bermudez. It's for bizarre losses that arguably shouldn't be losses. For Edwards, it's um, the Madge loss, which was a pretty huge upset, and I know. I profited from it a little bit, and uh, you certainly did. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, that was more just a fade on Edwards, to be honest. Like, I, I don't think Edwards is a bad prospect, but he shouldn't have been minus 600 or whatever the fuck he was against Match. I don't think Match is that good. <laughs> yeah, Match looked very, very good, and I don't think he's going to look that good again because, I mean, T. Edwards. All we saw in his uh, contender series fight was big right hand and not particularly conducive to saying that he's minus 600 against anyone. But, I mean, it's generally what happens with contender series people. You know, it is what it is. But the the odds here, relatively close, as you might expect, since Dennis Bermudez exclusively seemed to lose by split decision. Uh, Bermudez minus 125, T. Edwards at plus 105. And the line, T. Edwards has been, well, T. Edwards has moved from plus 130 to plus 101. So Edwards, a little bit of a push, but not anything significant. And um, yeah, so I don't see. I'm personally on Bermudez because I feel like just Bermudez should have significantly deeper skill everywhere. Apart from maybe wild power shots, like I'm not huge on Bermudez because of his like recent sort of um pace, like it's just his recent um standard competition, I guess. But you know, Bermudez has hung out, has had close, has had incredibly close fights with sort of two ranked featherweights in a row. Well, Edwards is fringe UFC is a fringe UFC lightweight. Who's really the extra just power? Yeah, that's. I mean, I don't know if Bermuda has declined, considering that he used to be a somewhat legit contender or if the division just passed him by. But I think Edwards will make a better showing than he did against Madge. I don't know why, but he probably does in the sense that he doesn't get... How could he be worse? <laughs> I mean, like, everything that we just named for Randy Brown happened to him. True, yeah. He could have been knocked out by a side control um, hammer fist. Because Madge just kind of yeah. kicked you out of him everywhere. <laughs> yeah, Madge was... Yeah, it was... He dropped him on the feet, ended up on bottom, and almost submitted him, like, three times. Yep. It was... But... Uh, my gut feeling here is Bermuda's by submission, like, round two or round three. I just feel like Bermuda's should have big advantages everywhere. Edwards as Edwards is relatively raw. Yeah, he's got he's got decent athleticism by all accounts, but you know, <laughs> that's it. And yeah. I'm not hard and I don't hundred percent trust the MMA lab guys. It's not okay it's, it's not okay, Jim, but I don't know, but they 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 rarely produce great fighters, just good fighters. Yeah, I think MMA lab has kinda turned into the game planning camp, kind of churning yeah. Bilal Muhammad-type fighters like Drakkar Close, who isn't particularly great at anything in the sense that he can't take on a guy where he's particularly strong, but he knows how to attack the areas where he's weak. And 
I'm not sure that T. Edwards is going to be able to find that area for Bermudez, who's a decent all-rounder, I suppose. So, I mean, I think Bermudez inside the distance is plus 240. I guess it's worth a hit, but I don't really trust Bermudez as a finisher. Um. Yeah, I'd uh, I'd say yeah. I've I've gone. I'm on Bermuda's back at like one minus one ten. I think it was. Might look for some um to pick up some fight to end in the distance or under two and a half, just like semi hedge. Because I think if Edwards wins, it's going to be by first round brutal knockout. Pretty much. Yeah, because the Bermuda, Bermuda's is a bit chinny. Um, but otherwise. <laughs> I mean, he got knocked out by Stevens and, you know, all those was, teams. That was a third round flying knee. Like, he, yeah, you know, he does absorb shots from Stevens for two rounds. It wasn't like he just got yeah. killed the first time he landed. And even against KZ, that was a fucking massive uppercut. Oh, yeah, and KZ was kind of not... Just, he wasn't getting convincingly beaten, but he was definitely losing the round. Bermudez so. is fucking up easily before he got knockout, in my opinion. Bermudez is landing at will. That's why I bet against um, KZ with Yaya, because I think he just looked awful against Ramirez. Yeah, I mean, KZ just seemed to have some, I don't know. I don't know if it was ring rust or just his style being too reliant on taking damage and giving it back. But it's... uh, Next fight, and this one's a banger to start out, uh, you know, the main ESPN preliminary card. It's John Lineker versus Corey Sandhagen. And John Lennon and the line here is John Lineker at minus 185 and Corey Sandhagen at plus 160, which seems surprisingly um, narrow. A lot of people have actually hit Sandhagen back when uh, Lineker was minus 245 or something around there. So I don't think this fight is particularly competitive, just in the sense that Lineker is um, able to smash through like a ton of guys and Sandhagen isn't the elusive type. So Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Sandhagen was hurt with hurt by Alca- Al- Alcantara. Um yeah, I think Lenica should just be able to keep walking forward and eventually take his head off. Can he reach his head? Uh, if um, Hunt could reach Drove. Just jumping hook flurries. And I think yeah. this one just ends up as a body smashing. Yeah. Well, I just think he just... Yeah, Lineker, Lineker by Lineker. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, mean I, I, think, I think Sandhagen's a decent prospect. It's just that he was way too easy to back up to the fence against um, Alcantara. And yeah. that's pretty much the opposite of what you can be against John Lineker, who's just going to beat the shit out of you. Pretty much. Yeah, and Sandhagen just seems to be so come forward to the guy, and coming forward on Lineker just seems, until we see Lineker's chin starting to go. Like, you know, Sandhagen KO wouldn't shock me, I guess, like, in terms of, like, you know, Lineker's chin just finally went, but it's not something I thought I'd, I'd bet on. I mean, I wouldn't expect Lineker's chin to go when, um, off the Kelleher fight, which wasn't that difficult for him, I guess. Like, he dictated yep. most of the fight, and Kelleher tried to jab and move and stuff but it didn't really work out so if his chin were to go i would have expected it to be off the dillashaw fight yep i'm just i'm just saying you know a guy like Nicky, you always gotta have the rest there's always gonna be a risk that one day he just takes a shot and falls down same holloway yeah yeah i mean yeah it's you fight like that eventually you're gonna die 
At bantamweight, maybe not. Maybe John Lineker is just immortal. Maybe. Like, you know, it's just like um, Chuck Liddell or something. It's just one day you're going to die. Yeah. Or even Hendo. Remember, you know, Hendo, once he started really taking damage. I mean, Hendo's still reasonably stiff. Knockout, I guess. Yeah. And again, he got sparked by Musazi in like two minutes. Sure. And against the Belfour VM. Oh, yeah. He got taken out twice by Belfour. But uh, next fight, Alonso yep. Menefield versus Vinicius Pereira. I have nothing to say about this. The odds are uh, minus 70 for Menefield, plus 230 for Marrera. And uh, I think Menefield was on Contender Series, which. Yeah, they both were. Um, Vinicius was on the um, Brazilian Contender Series. Pretty much, Vinicius. Should win if the if he ever gets him down, but has no has no particularly good takedowns and should just get his head taken off. <laughs> it's pretty. Yeah, Vinicius has um, four wins in Super Fight League. Hmm. Everybody loves Super Fight League. Super Fight I League's mean... still going. Fuck. Is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Super Fight Fight League is they. Let me see. The Indian, uh, the Indian uh, meme. Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah, I've heard about this. <laughs> yeah, I forgot the name because. Yeah, I hadn't heard about it. Used to have the things. This should just be a purely binary striker grappler matchup, to be honest. Yeah, yeah and... Menafield getting like a twenty-second KO. I don't. Uh, it was eight off. seconds. I think we'd like Travis Brown to do that. I remember. Was that? I think um, someone shot for takedown. And they just like because it was like a Travis Brown or a um, Rumble. Um, hey, I remember sort of situation. Yeah, I remember being off like a weird slip where Menafield just wouldn't let up. And it nope. was Yeah. I don't I don't take too much off that. It was a, I think it's a higher weight class, but it's yeah, it's light yeah. So I mean it doesn't mean that much, but I guess Menafield, I don't if these odds are right, because this fight is Yep. But uh moving on to women's flyweight, jo- Joanne Calderwood versus Arian Lipsky. And Lipsky has some real hype. Fair um, enough. I can't say I yeah. give a fuck, to be honest. Um, I got maybe to buy fucking Calderwood last fight when she armbar when she WMA guard armbar Tavaria. But I mean, that's that's what you get from WMA. <laughs> yeah, Lipsky's minus two twenty five. Calderwood's plus one eighty five. And I think it was weird because after that fight, Calderwood just said it was JoJo two and just, I don't really know what happens because she didn't show anything that looked um, improved, I suppose. Like, anyone can throw up a guard armbar in WMMA, it seems like. It's a baseline level of grappling. So, I think, uh, I think Lipsky's meant to be a striker. I just don't know anything about her because I don't really care about that fight. But I suppose... Um, at these odds, Calderwood's worth a, um, a punt if you're into that. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I wouldn't touch it. Calderwood has now won by guard armbar, so should we get guard armbar in the next fight? It's just how WMA works. No, nah, it's going to be head and arm throw into uh, the other person taking her back. Calderwood is going to skillfully stick her toe in Faria's eye, in um, Lipsky's <laughs> eye. <laughs> 
It's gonna be um. Oh, fuck it. The people. I mean, I made money on the other two and a half there, but the amount of people were like, "Oh, she intended to stick her toe in her fucking eyes." Just if that was something people intended to do, you would see it a lot often, a lot more I often. Mean, do you really think that on that card, if it was possible to intentionally poke someone in the eye and get away with it, that it would be from Megan Anderson and not Jones? Yeah, true. That doesn't Jones the eye, folks. Of course, when he stuck one, at least. Uh, I think he, uh, I think Gustafson got him. Yep. Yeah. But, yeah. Be, this one's not that interesting, but it does set up a contender for flyweight, I guess, and Shevchenko needs someone to smash. So, yep. uh, next fight, Donald Cerrone versus Alexander Hernandez. Uh, Cerrone is plus 165. And Hernandez, 2-0 in the UFC, 190 against the man with the most wins and finishes in UFC history. And I don't really think this line is particularly justified. I have a decent amount down on Cerrone. Uh, and I think Hernandez is too easy to overrate off the Dariush fight. Pretty much. He just he cheap-shouldered Dariush, never, who's a consistent slow starter, never really gave him space to prove. And yeah, as a result, managed to get a 40 second KO. But sub one minute KOs are rarely worth that much. I mean, especially when it's um, when it's off that sort of kick. And I don't. It was. It wasn't illegal, obviously, but it yeah. was a bad way to make an impression. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Hernandez seems like a very seems like a very intense dude. I'll give him that. <laughs> yeah, he seems weird as shit. That I know. Like Tony Ferguson vibes, but less enduring. <laughs> like the UFC, I don't like opening its legs for him, and it just it just made me feel violated reading it. I know Ferguson's more endearing, but they're similar characters. <laughs> yeah, Ferguson's... I just wouldn't mind seeing Ferguson Hernandez. It just seems like it seems like that'd be fun. Like yeah, Hernandez is great because there are a bunch of fun matchups I can think of for him. I don't necessarily think he's that good, but I just feel like he's going to come sprinting out, guys. And yeah, if you give top guys somebody who's gonna sprint at them, you're gonna get a bunch of fun um fights. Well yeah, I mean like you could see someone like Hernandez Barboza and be like, you know, is Barboza good enough to outbox someone who's not that good but still running towards him? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And like Gage Hernandez, like I would I would legitimately watch Hernandez fight pretty much anybody in the top fifteen lightweights and I I would it'll be an anticipated fight. I just don't think he's that good. So. Yeah. It's like Anders is he's decent, I guess. I thought he didn't deserve the loss against um Elias. No. I, no, I mean um and Anders. Ah, fucking Elias killed that man, man killed that man. Thirty twenty five. Um <laughs> it's like Hernandez, like I mean uh, just looking for the top fifteen lightweights, is there anybody you wouldn't want to see Hernandez fight? Hmm. Let's see. Like Chucky Olives definitely, Trinaldo definitely, Vic yeah. definitely. He's just, he's just, he's just I, I want to see guys given the, the canvas of somebody's willing to sprint towards them. <laughs> yeah, I can't see anyone being. I don't necessarily think he wins that much, but I think he's still a bunch of fun. Yeah, I can see him getting dominated, but I can't see a uh, a fight being, you know, a Woodley fight coming from him. But. I mean, yeah, the whole division's reasonably fun, so that's part of it. Like, if Hernandez had to fight someone like Phil Sunsau, I'd be like, that, that fight's not that fun because 
is just going to get stung on the way in and never run forward again. But yeah. no one in lightweight is like that. So, is Hernandez smart enough to not stop running in? <laughs> that's, that's the thing. I just, I just feel like Hernandez will just come at you. <laughs> I mean, he could end up just being too stupid to die. Exactly. Like I, that's that's compelling. Shit. I, he's the sort of guy where like other top lightweights, he either beasts them, or he lets he lets them do anything. Like he just gives them the canvas to show their a game, because he'll just keep coming at them. Yeah, I mean, imagine Hernandez against against PA. Just runs forward, and you're like, can RDA beat someone who just runs forward, or will Hernandez die? Exactly. It's just yeah, yeah. It's, it's compelling. I like yeah. I hope Hernandez sticks around, and gets a few more. I think he's gonna lose, but I hope he gets a few more ranked matches because I just think he's fun. Yeah, I think especially if he loses. Yeah, I think Cerrone gets this one just because um, Hernandez isn't the uh, the fight against Aubin Mercier was. Encouraging, he just Colby Olivier and didn't, you know, just stuck to him like glue, but didn't get too far anywhere in the grappling. So, yeah. I think Cerrone is a more imposing grappler than um, Olivier Albanessier, and yeah. he's a striker, especially against guys who just run forward. Like, Cerrone's really, really pressure, but he's also decently good at keeping from getting just mindlessly crowded because he has that knee. So, yeah. I think Hernandez yeah, my, just. I don't think Hernandez is a power is a massive power punch or anything. So I don't think he's just going to just run forward and decap him. Yeah, yeah I think I, I'm looking to live bet Cerrone after about two minutes because so I think Hernandez will look great for the first two minutes, most likely. And then I Cerrone so will either push him back or just figure him out. And yeah, as soon as Hernandez gets figured out, why it gets figured out, I just don't think there's enough depth to his game. I mean, what does he do once you stop him coming forward? Or you just make it difficult for him to come forward? Yeah, he could just start shooting naked shots or something, but yeah. he is decent enough from the bottom that that's not going to get him anywhere. So, And also, I think that, yeah, the more time you saw that Hernandez spends in the Usada pool, the more likely he either loses muscle or loses cardio. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> he has one of the worst HGH cuts I've ever seen. When when he walked out to face Daryush, it was the yeah. it was the most insane contrast. I still favor Daryush at that point, but yeah. Daryush just looked like a man you pulled off the street compared to Hernandez. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm just looking. I'm just looking at the game. Like look look at them versus OAM. It's massive. I don't know. OAM's fucking jacked, but like Hernandez. Just, Dwarf. Just shelf cut. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's got in particular. Just Jesus. That's not natural. You don't do that naturally. Yeah, he's just, he's a solid ball of muscle. I'm, yeah. The fact that he even has cardio at that point is pretty ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, he's clearly, he's clearly juiced to the gills. And yeah, obviously, my, I think the vast majority of ranked fighters are using, but I feel like he is particularly. <laughs> yeah, almost certainly. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, I think Cerrone's worth uh, a yeah. bet. Probably Cerrone inside the distance because that's yeah. how Cerrone generally does things, especially at this point. If um, Hernandez lost the decision, I think he could win it just because I feel like he'll he'll have been aggressing for essentially the entire fight. Yeah, I think um, if Hernandez wins, it's going to be a decision. just because. Or a two-minute knockout. Either, I think he's either winning by knockout inside two minutes or decision. Uh, I don't think the knockout is particularly likely. I don't think... Cerrone, he probably loses to occasionally. 
you gotta be aware and of that. Serenity has a decent chance that he goes down. He has a glass belly. And yeah. Hernandez doesn't run forward throwing body shots. He runs forward throwing, you know, big shots at your head. Offensively, yeah. that good. That yeah. he's, you know, he's good enough that you're not gonna sprint him down. And his chin's good. So I think if Hernandez wins, it's gonna be a slightly iffy decision. But Cerrone is most likely going to control this fight, in my opinion. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, I think I think there'll be some difficulty in the first round. I think that you'll probably be able to scoop up Cerrone for plus four hundred or something after round one. I think that'll be an easy live bet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next fight: Glover Teixeira versus Ion Kutelaba. And the line here is Kutelaba at minus one ninety and Glover Teixeira at plus one sixty five. Now, what's been really sad about Glover Teixeira is that he probably should win this fight, but he's just so declined that I can't yeah. possibly trust him to win this fight. If Glover ever gets on top of him, I think he wins, but there's a big if, and does he start the takedowns or the athleticism's really get on top of the load? Well, yeah, I mean, Antigulov basically just sprinted at Kudalaba and got the takedown, and Teixeira's yep. better from the top than Antigulov, but he's also not as good as getting to in the sense that he's not nearly as athletic. And I think Kudalaba yep. probably nukes him on the way in a few times. Sure. This this does set up... Which I suppose they're both far away from fighting uh, Smith for the title, though, aren't they? <laughs> Smith, <laughs> I mean, Smith KO5. I'm calling my shot. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, Kutelaba defeats Teixeira, faces Smith. And just gets absolutely dumpstered. Yeah. That sounds about right. Smith is Smith is a fucking man's man. Smith might actually Smith. be Smith Anthony Smith might actually be the goat, honestly. Between him and um Darren Elkins. Yeah. Anthony Smith just uh if he beats John Jones, like legit, he might have a claim being not the goat, but something like goat career renaissance or something. If he doesn't like meme his way through because John suddenly dropped the steroids and looks flat, would that be has no worse or better than the Robbie Lawler renaissance? I'm sure. I think I feel like being John Jones would be better than the Robbie Lawler renaissance because like Robbie Lawler didn't really win many. Or he sort of edged title fights, but yeah, if like I mean, Smith finished Jones, yeah. If Robbie Lawler came back and had. I mean, Waller had a fucking amazing run. Yeah. His title run wasn't particularly great, and he didn't beat anyone who was as highly regarded as John Jones. I mean, yeah. Hendricks probably should have been, I guess, but that win obviously hasn't appreciated well. And I, I, I could, I could say the most too far. I, I think I had Hendricks winning both. I think just edging them both. I can't remember. Yeah, I think I had Hendricks. Uh, I don't think I had Lawler winning the first, Hendricks winning the second. No, I think I had um, Hendricks winning the first, and I don't remember how I scored the second, actually. I rewatched yeah. the first a lot, because the first one was amazing, but I yeah. had Hendricks winning that. But I think, unless, I mean, if Smith beats Jones, and Jones doesn't end up looking, you know, markedly worse than he did against even Gustafson, like, at 230, no. then it's, a, it's ridiculous. But, I mean, I don't think that happens. Yeah, I think Iron probably knocks um, Glover out, to be honest, at this point. 
Yeah, you know, I think like Serkinov was fucking Glover up till Serkinov Serkinov. So, um, so was Kudalov, uh, not Cannoneer. Uh, yeah, Cannoneer looked good on the feet against Teixeira. That's probably the I mean, number six, number six, like, nine, number six middleweight in the world. Um, Jared Cannoneer. I think he's number nine. Isn't he number nine? I remember, I remember saying number six at one point. I was just like, that makes no fucking sense. <laughs> he gets propped up, yeah. He's, he's number nine now, but numbers, okay. I mean, I like uh, yeah, the... Branch, but you just beat David Branch. Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's always the issue with the rankings, where you, if somebody gets a massive upset, it's like even Josh Emmett, still number 10. Oh, yeah, I mean... Because Emmett has to be above Lamas. <laughs> that's yeah, the only I logic. There's, I wish there's just a point where you could just say... Um, like it doesn't matter at this point. Like to have like a statute of expiry or something like that. Yeah, after a year, a win, a win no longer counts for head-to-head rankings. Yeah, I mean they did that with uh, fucking Poirier uh, MJ at one point. Yeah. MJ sparked him in like fucking two minutes, and then Poirier yeah. crept above him in the rankings when MJ just couldn't stop losing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think crazy. I don't think Glover has enough of a shot of like actually shooting for a takedown on this one. He doesn't have the athleticism, too, in my opinion. And he got the takedown against Serkinov from the clinch. And yep. really liked how well um, Kudalaba worked from the clinch against Antigulov. He just kept smashing in these, like, short little elbows and knees. And I think when everything about Glover is suspect athletically, it's going to work out well. Yeah, pretty much. I'm, I'm expecting a replay of the second old fight, but you just can't get um, what, eye on down gets knocked out brutally. Yeah. To be honest. Uh, and I think the odds are basically right. I had it pretty much about the same. But, you know, it's there's a chance that Teixeira just sit down somehow and find. I like the under here a lot. Oh, let me check what the under is at. Conceptually, I like the under here. Oh yeah, I mean, I feel like I. I think uh, Glover pretty much wins via spark or su- or early sub, and yeah. I don't really think Teixeira has the head movement to find counters anymore, just because he was such a mark for Gustafsson spamming uppercuts. So yep. I think Kudalaba finds it relatively easy to take him out, and Teixeira taps out Kudalaba fairly easily if it gets to the ground. You can get not Hernandez inside the distance at 1.7. Ooh. I don't know, on the best fight odds on five dimes. Huh. Not Hernandez. That's not bad. Minus 143. That's actually pretty good. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, I just, I just like me looking at it because it's like checking props. Yeah. I was curious what, the... route, what fight to not start round two was with um, Texero Kutalaba. 1.36 should be... Oh, fuck, we'll do later. Yeah, that's. I think um, it's a relatively binary fight. I think Teixeira has enough resiliency left that he doesn't get taken out in one. But I think yep. Baba's work in the clinch is going to add up, and work at distance is a lot more punishing. Yeah, under one and a half should be a plus odds if it's uh, fight doesn't go to the decision. Is one point three is minus three hundred, just based on yeah. previous fights. So that's fine by me. <laughs> I'll, I'll hit my under one and a half. At, yeah, but next fight, Paige Van Zandt versus Rachel Ostovich, and this fight is really only important in everything 
how the fight goes because Ostevich is. Um, I do not care. <laughs> What's that? I have no fucks to give for this. <laughs> I have no opinion. I yeah, I don't care about it as a fight. I mean, Ostevich is four and four. Van Zandt is seven and four. It's kind of just seeing how far um, the UFC is going to scrape the bottom of the barrel when it comes to talent. But yep. And women's divisions is to be expected, where everyone but the top five is pretty fucking horrible. But yeah, yeah the story of this is basically just Ostevich being on the same card as Greg Hardy, which is a shockingly... Um, I mean, they should have known it would draw controversy, but I don't really care about it that much. So yeah. it is what it is. Uh, Van Zandt spams switch kicks, gets the KO, whatever. Um, next fight, just... Yep. Yes, making a quick turnaround from um, the the Ultimate Fighter finale when he took out Alex Perez twice to fight Dustin Ortiz, who he has already defeated before, I believe. And the odds for this one are irrelevant since Bill Shaw's good dropouts and we'll take a Hodo versus Benavides. Oh yeah, I mean this fight yeah, obviously is happening. Yeah, this fight, obviously, it's not really meant to happen. It's just meant in case Dillashaw uh, doesn't survive his deathly weight, doesn't survive his deathly weight cut, which he probably won't be totally fair. I mean, it's... Um, How do you cap Benavidez, Cajudo, too? I mean, I think I'd take Benavidez slightly a favorite, but that's... Well, Cajudo won the first one. Well, I mean, he lost it, but you know, it was due to the um, deduction, wasn't it? I think it was due to the deduction, but I think I scored it for Benavidez anyway. It was super oh, and I don't really... I it was super tight, but I feel like Kudo's developed more in Benavidez. Is... I think he still has lost a pair of step. You can't entirely throw out the Sergio fight. I mean, I think the Sergio fight was just the slim shit sapping his energy. True, yes. Blonde but, I mean, I think the Perez showing was good enough, and I don't rate Perez as... Um... I think Perez is very, very good. And yep. just based on his, you know, showings before Benavidez, he looked excellent for a prospect. So I think, you know, taking him out in the way that Benavidez did, it's yep. something about either it was just, it might have just been pure ring rust against Sergio. It might have just been that he needed some time to work his way into the fight and Sergio showed more power than can ever be expected from Sergio tape. So I think, uh, Benavidez, I would cap Benavidez as a small favorite over Cejudo, but then again, Cejudo's basically reinvented himself since that fight, so. Um, yeah, but Joseph Benavidez against Dustin Ortiz. I'm pretty sure Benavidez won the first fight as handily as you could win any fight, so it was... Uh, I don't really point in making this fight again. I really liked uh, Benavidez... Yeah. Dorado. That was a really, really good booking for the sure. 33 card. But it was really... My father, like I was saying, there's, two, there's only two real conversations here. Has um, Benavidez's athleticism declined to the point where he can't just completely outgrapple Ortiz again? I don't think so. And can Ortiz land a big shot? Because, yeah, Ortiz is powerful flyweight. Yeah, Ortiz is decently... Like, I remember the, um, the head kick against Nicola sort of landed with his toes. And it still knocked um, Nicolau down, and he got yep. wrecked afterwards. So yeah. I think Ortiz has power, but I also think that Benavidez is um, 
declined enough that he's going to just get, you know, wrecked. Yeah, pretty much. It should be enough for a decision or submission, I'm guessing. Yeah, I think Benavidez might finish just because it's wide open. Does Pantoja have a fight at the moment? I'm curious. Does Pantoja have a fight at the moment? Oh, I don't think so. I think, didn't he just beat um, Sasaki? Like, yeah, if I fucked Saki up recently, but I'm curious. They, they seem to be giving flyweights decently high a quick turnaround. Yeah, I mean, oh. Vidas is making a quick turnaround. Yeah. Yeah, I don't it's know. Kind of awkward, they've, still got they've still got flyweight fights booked after Dillashaw Cahuto, so... I mean, I think um, he's already fought since. Yeah. In, um, in Ryzen, so it's kind of weird when the winner has a longer turnaround than the loser. Bad. Yeah, it was a quick tap. Though. It wasn't like Sasaki didn't take any. Did Sasaki even get punched in that fight? I don't. Uh, he might have been in like for the one minute stage standing, but the finish wasn't you know anything that'll keep him. Yeah, it was basically a light roll. Yeah, I, I remember him taking um, what's his name? I remember him taking um Pantoja down. His guard, Pantoja's guard being insanely good, and then Pantoja just did this weird back takes sort all of thing, and yeah. Instant yeah, Pantoja just spun to the back off a leg lock attempt, and it was amazing. Yeah, pretty much. But and... uh, yeah, so Benavidez Ortiz seems relatively um, no, it's not binary in a sense, but it pretty much depends on whether Benavidez uh, comes out in the Pettis form or the Perez form. Yeah, because really, what's Ortiz's edge on Benavidez, unless Benavidez just isn't athletic anymore? power pretty much yeah i think, I think of what he's better at yeah i don't think benavidez is dumb enough to get into trades with a even marginally more powerful guy no the only reason he even bothered to trade with sergio is because sergio is supposed to have no power and i guess that fight was just like a fucking glitch in the matrix but... uh, sergio's hurt some guys occasionally he hurt moreno I'd, I'd fuck Sergio, Sergio KO over Moreno. Moreno was just stumbling around for the last fucking 10 minutes and Pettis refused to do anything. Well, yeah, I mean, that's part of the thing about having no power is that if you can't put a guy away, Sergio's just way too conservative. Exactly. Oh, well, I think if, if Sergio had the had, had felt like getting him out, he would have been able to. He just didn't feel like it. Uh, I mean, I feel like Sergio's just way too happy to just sit back throwing, like, throw away yeah. shoes. Sure. I mean, it's a... He's a very good fighter. Like I like watching him fight. He's, you know, relatively good, especially for flyweight, where there aren't too yep. many real technical operators. But it's yep. he's not a power hitter by any means. Yep. Uh, next fight, it's Gregor Gillespie versus Yancy Medeiros. Uh, Medeiros moving down from welterweight to take this fight, and uh, the odds are incredibly wide. Uh, Gregor Gillespie at minus 550, Yancy Medeiros at plus 425. And I'm thinking Gillespie by, um, you know, wrestle KO. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. Gillespie should just outgrapple him and find something. Yeah, Yancy's willing to do things, but he's just, I don't see him having the, um, yeah, how, how does he kick Gillespie off him? Yeah, I don't think he has <laughs> any real bottom game. And it's pretty much just, um, can Yancey find, like, a big shot before Gillespie just shoots under all of his flurries? And I don't yeah. really think it's particularly likely. 
could Gillespie be dragged into a war? I feel like Gillespie could be like dragged into a stupid brawl. Just something that <clears throat> I think Gillespie wasn't Gillespie um, versus the guy he um, subbed. Um, not the one, Gonzalez. not the last one. Yeah, he got pulled yeah. into a war there for no reason, didn't he? Yeah, he got Gonzalez up a little bit, but yep. I think Gonzalez also had like decent takedown defense in that one. Yep. Really, it was it was a really really fight, yeah. but. So, I mean, something about Yancey is like something about certain guys just manage to pull people into wars by being so hittable that people just like, oh, I'm hitting him. I'm going to keep doing that. <laughs> Yancey's Even defense. Even thought this is the best idea. Yeah, Yancey's defense is legitimately offensive. Exactly. It doesn't work. <laughs> it's like he's always a half beat behind everything. And he has like, yep. I-, I remember in one article it described um, Kazuyuki Fujita as having negative defense stats. And yep. Like his head is drawn towards strikes, and that's kind of yep. what Madero's seems like. Yeah, pretty much. So, I mean, I think Gillespie could, you know, just take him down and like beat him up until he does whatever um, his version of the weird wobble he did in the Cerrone fight on the ground is. Yep. Yep. But, you know, pretty accurate odds, I guess. I don't generally favor, like, I think people make way too much of like whole grappler always wins versus striker thing. Just because that's yeah. kind of a recent trend. But I also don't think that Medeiros is the kind of striker to keep a grappler off him. Yeah, pretty much. He hasn't really got any massive power or anything. I, yeah, I just, I just, I have a weird feeling it looks closer than the lines. I just feel like Lesby somehow gets dragged into a brawl for no good reason. <laughs> Talking about Medeiros just seems to bring guys into that, into that mindset. Yeah, entirely possible. But I yeah. think. Gillespie still probably wins it, but still. It's yeah, like a Gillespie cowboy. If Gillespie's if Gillespie is smart enough to um, you know, keep his um composure, I suppose, and not brawl with Medeiros. I mean he still probably hurts Medeiros a few times and gets yep. it on the ground because Medeiros is very, very easy to draw visible reactions out of when he's hurt. Then yep. it's you know, it's I think the lines are accurate in a sense. No, it seems too odd because that's not generally how. I... Yeah, MMA, yeah, MMA line just really feel like it should be that wide. That wide. Yeah. Uh, next fight, co-main event, yeah. and I'm surprised this got the co-main event billing, but Greg Hardy yep. versus Alan Crowder. Um, yep. Typical heavyweight, you know, shit. Yep. But Greg Hardy is much more athletic, so you know, Hardy via KO one. Yep, pretty much. And the odds support that. The odds are um, minus 570 and plus 435. Greg yep. Hardy, overwhelming favorite. And what's even more interesting is Hardy inside the distance is minus 422. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Find it under or something, I guess. I'll probably get it under because I just... Again, Hardy's only had three fights. It's hard to hit them with... That sort of, yeah, it is heavyweight. Yeah, I mean, they don't pay as much, you know, respect to people in the unders, it seems. Yeah. I could I could see this being a weird, like, gas fest. I might hit draw just in case yeah. there survives the initial rush. And Hardy just much. apocalyptically. But, you know, it's... Because what does Hardy do if somebody's still there after a minute? <laughs> I mean... I feel like Hardy's still going to be athletic enough to like. Oh, of course. Someone at any point, but 
I'm more concerned with what Hardy does if someone like actually manages to hurt him, like, gains his respect at some point, which is why I'm interested in like Hardy versus Lewis, because I think yeah. Hardy has a very very good chance of beating Derek Lewis just on yeah. Lewis not having many skills except athleticism and Hardy being more athletic, but. Lewis is willing enough to swing that if Hardy, you know, turns out to be like Anthony Johnson or, you know, some yeah. version of Anthony Johnson who can't like, you know, crumbles mentally, then Lewis is going to show that. But I don't think Crowder is the guy to show that. Yeah, I'd agree with that. It's just, you know, it's still heavyweight. You know, it's just like this slice, slice Petra's at least all of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but... Finally, the main event, Henry Cejudo versus TJ Dillashaw for the flyweight belt, which is a bad, bad decision, which makes literally no sense. But, you know. Cejudo um, destroyed Demetrius Johnson, destroyed Benavidez and got robbed. Um, yeah, I think he should destroy Dillashaw here. Um Insane arsecaping, one-sided, fustigation of Dillashaw. Yeah, Dillashaw just gets wrestle fucked for five straight rounds. Oh, I think um, Kahuto just head kicks him over and over again. Just two hundred fifty landed head kicks. Uh, you think Dillashaw can survive one Cejudo head kick? Every six seconds. Have we seen anybody survive his Kahuto throwing a head kick? I'm curious. <laughs> I mean, I'm so who has one UFC finish over Wilson Hayes, and yes. kind of like Wilson Hayes just because of the Jorgensen finish, but he's not a good striker. So, yep. Um, yeah, really, this is a total whitewash for TJ Dillashaw, in my opinion. Uh, odds are minus two ten to plus one seventy five for Henry Cejudo, and. I just don't see any real advantages for Cejudo here. Like, even in the wrestling, Cejudo hasn't been as convincing of a wrestler as you'd expect. Like, he's kind of the Romero of flyweight, just not in striking at all, but in the wrestling, in the sense that, you know, he can get takedowns reliably, but he can't hold anyone down and do anything from on top reliably. Yep. I mean, you know, Dillashaw just via brutal mauling that introduces fourth double champion, which is a distinction that's gradually losing any and all meaning. Yeah. Well, but the person, the person who's, it feels like the person who's fighting for the double belt usually wins, but it's always pretty much, it's, but it's also always the one who's like going for both belts. Does, yeah, um, it's, it's the first. Does win the Bantamweight? Is Kahuto fighting for the Bantamweight title? No, no, no. He's just defending his flyweight belt. You think if he's, he's still, he still came under, he came in under the um weight limit. Ooh, no. <laughs> yeah, you know, you get my man. Just, I don't see why I mean, he's not fighting for them. I'm pretty sure weight classes have a lower limit. True. He's probably he's probably in the cage. He's probably a bantamweight. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. I mean, if this was um California, you could make that argument. No. Because they take the uh, fight night weights, but. Yep. No, he's just defending his flyweight belt here, and I don't think he actually ends up defending it. But, I mean, it's weird, because the only time we've seen, and the only time I remember seeing a champion defending his belt successfully when someone trying to become double champion is Gerard Musazi against uh, Rory McDonald, and that was in Bellator. Sure. So, I mean... 
Um, I think. Anybody else? No, Pen, Pen GSP. Was Pen GSP a, um, was Pen GSP to a um, double champ? I don't think it was. was it? I don't think it was a simultaneous double champ one. It was... Yeah. I wasn't watching the I wasn't watching the sport back then, but I think uh, was I'm sure BJ Pimp was the um this jerk. No, he was lightweight champion. I don't think it was this. Yeah, was it? Oh, I don't yeah. remember that. Yeah, like, he won it over Joe Stevenson. I, I wasn't following the sport back then, but according to Wikipedia, he was the lightweight champion. It came after the Joe Stevenson um, win of the vacant title and um, Sean Shirk. Hmm. I don't yeah. remember being for the double championship. I just thought, you know, just, you know, get the belt. Yeah. Get the distinction of being a champion in both weight classes. But, you know. But he, he was the defending um, lightweight champion at the time of the um, first GSP. Because hmm. he, he'd, already, he'd, already, he'd already been, he'd already been the um, actual double champion. Yeah, he'd already been um, two division champion, like uh, fucking. Couture was, and, um, yeah. But, yeah, I don't think is going to be, like, the second-ever UFC um, champion to defend his belt against uh, a guy trying Another to get champion. champion. I don't, I don't think it's particularly plausible, especially considering that I think the cut is the only real obstacle here for TJ Dillashaw. The cut literally murders him, then I can see Cejudo being like having a puncher's chance, I guess. But in every facet, I really see Cejudo having over Adela Shaw, who looks close to being healthy. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Dillish, yeah, I think Dillashaw could gas in the wake up, make it interesting. But yeah, yeah if, but, it, if it's a healthy Dillashaw, it should be fine. I mean, it's the sort of thing where if Dillashaw gasses and he's close to healthy Dillashaw, I just don't think that he'll Cejudo will survive for that long. Yeah. And even if it's unhealthy Dillashaw, it's not going to... Unless Dillashaw comes in looking, you know, absolutely worse than we've seen anyone look in any fight, Dillashaw's still going to have a ton of technical advantages. So until he gasses, Dillashaw is going to have a massive advantage, and I don't think Cejudo is going to be able to come back from that. But uh, Dillashaw inside the distance is minus 115, and that's probably what I'll be hitting instead of the Dillashaw um, money line, just because I don't... Yeah. If Cejudo survives long enough to make it to a decision, I feel like there's a decent chance it ends up being like one of those weird... Um, Johnson Cejudo two type decisions where Dillashaw clearly won on the striking, but Cejudo just held him down for long enough to make the judges think he won somehow. Yep. But you know, it's uh, it's a relatively one sided fight from where I'm standing. So, um, yeah. So that's UFC uh, Fight Night one forty three on ESPN Plus. Um, the next card is actually about as interesting. The top three fights are definitely more interesting in the sense that they don't cover heavyweight. It's um, Marlon Moraes versus Rafael Asuncao, the rematch. Jose Aldo versus Renato Moicano. And uh, Damian Maya versus Lyman Good. So yep. 
that looks like a good card to cover after this one ends. So yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good string of events, I'd say. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's solid. I think it's this one. It's UFC on ESPN plus two. Uh, UFC two thirty two thirty four is kind of bad. Two thirty four has two good fights and then just a bunch of local guys. I think. And Kai France is good. But past that, I don't see anyone uh, relevant. I guess. But uh, I think that'll be all from us for yeah. this edition. Pretty much. I think there's a bunch of other news to discuss. Uh, discuss. Is yeah. there? I don't know. Not really. Yeah. It's relatively slow when there aren't fights on weekends. So, you know. Yep. Uh, it's been nice talking to you. And yep. Always a pleasure. Yeah. We'll see everyone 